Awesome. Overcome difficulties. All right. Thankfully, uh, besides Stephanie and uh, a couple others, really loyal people, the vast majority of folks who watch the watch this after the package. So uh, we're we're in good shape for the uh, the other nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-seven people who watch this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the glitch there. That's all right. It happens. Um, so to start, just to recap over real quick, um, you had a really cool career in. Uh, Silicon Valley doing software engineering, both on the software and the hardware side, being an embedded developer, right? Yes, that's correct. And and then you got it. We we're talking about you got into building luxury homes, which seems um, to me to be a really strange switch, but I, I feel like it's natural for you. Um, I I, addicted, I was at one point. I had a girlfriend who was addicted to HGTV, and so oh, okay. she thought she was going to build homes. Yeah, well, don't believe everything you see on HDTV. No, of course not. <laughs> that's what I told her to. She's like, no, I can do this. I'm like, no, I don't think you can. <laughs> Maybe you can, but not like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, you know, it's tough. It's stressful. Um, like I was saying, uh, it's really challenging. There, There's always a problem to solve. But in that regard, it's very similar to engineering okay. because, um, you know, you're given a problem that you haven't solved previously and you've got to make it happen. So um, that's what I do. <laughs> Very cool. And so you're still actively doing that, right? Um, yeah. So now I'm a full-time building contractor and I build homes and um, they're, they're large homes that, like I mentioned, they all have pools pretty much and, um, and complicated uh, equipment and networking and so forth. And that's my background. So uh, so it's kind of cool to use, you know, my background in networking when I'm building homes uh, that have the same equipment. Right, and I think uh, most higher-end homes today are probably equipped with all kinds of smart devices, and you know, they're a little more uh, you know, technology infused, anyways, right? Right, exactly. So, like, uh, you know, homes nowadays have home automation systems um, that control your lighting. Uh, everything's wired, right? Everything's programmed. So you can, with a press of a button, you can control the mood lighting in a certain room or turn all your lights off for the whole house or the whole property. Um, I, I every, house. Yeah. What, what kind of uh, home automation system do you have? I'm using Control 4. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so we use Control 4 primarily as well as Homeworks. I don't know if you've heard about the other one. Yeah. Uh, there's also Crestron. So there's like several uh, popular ones on the market. Yeah, Crestron is the big one. Um, I use Control 4 because I didn't have as much space. And uh -huh. uh, also I wanted it to work with my uh, Amazon Echo. So okay. uh, it works really well for me. Uh, a lot. I've had it for a long, long time, way before uh, Echo came out. Yeah, yeah. Con control 4 is uh, one of the easier ones to set up and pretty comprehensive. So I, I'd vote for that one. <laughs> it's, I've used it, like I said, I think five, six years now, and it's been solid. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, so tell me this electrocution story. What happened? Yeah, so, you know, um, I just happened to come across an article about a man who um, got electrocuted when he was vacationing in Palm Springs. And, and it just so happened to be that he was someone who lived in our town. Um, 
Yeah, and so, and it was by chance that I came across this article. So I started reading about it and I was thinking, well, how could that have happened, right? So he was vacationing with his family. They had a pool party. He saw that his daughter was struggling um, on one side of the pool and he had like other guests that were on the other side of the pool that seemed to be okay, but they were slightly like turning blue, like their skin color was changing, but the daughter was um, was struggling. So he jumped in to save her. And what happened is um, he did save her. She, um, she ended up having some major um, injuries, but he died. Um, and so what they realized is there was a problem with a light in the pool and current was flowing in the water and he got electrocuted. And so when I read that article, I was thinking, okay, as a building contractor, I build pools. How could this have happened, right? And, uh, you know, when you build a new pool, um, the building inspector inspects it. You have to comply to all sorts of electrical codes. So something like that should never happen. If you have an existing pool, it's being maintained by um, licensed people, you know, people who are technical, knowledgeable, they should find all sorts of problems when they're doing your, you know, monthly maintenance or what, what, whatever you have set up, right? So why is it that no one found that? Um, so when I started looking into it, there are all sorts of reasons why something like that could happen. It is rare, but, um, but there are a variety of reasons, right? So um, your pool is equipped with a variety of electrical equipment. You've got pumps, you've got uh, filters, you've got uh, a variety of um, uh, junction boxes. Uh, and uh, what should happen is your electrical panel that controls all the pool equipment has a breaker, right, and a GFCI. And that should trip. If there's a problem in the circuitry, that should trip. Um, and in most cases, that's what happens. But as I started researching, um, there are many areas where um, either breakers fail or underground you could have wires that are not properly terminated or wires are corroded or junction boxes and um, especially when people remodel their homes um, you know there there's a variety of things that can go wrong someone can cut a wire someone doesn't properly bond the equipment or ground the equipment so um, so what people don't realize is this is a silent danger that could come from a variety of sources and um, and it's invisible. So how do you know whether or not it has happened, let's say, even after your pool has been safe for some period of time? Gotcha. So what was the solution you came up with? Okay, so the solution I came up with um, is a device. It's called Waves. And... Uh, you know, it stands for like wave, wave for help and ES for electric shock. So it's a play on words. Um, so, so what it is, is um, it's a, um, it's basically a channel that runs around your pool. It's very discreet. It sits right underneath your pool coping. And um, it has uh, certain sensors that are patent pending that are constantly monitoring the water to see if any electricity has entered the water. And those sensors communicate with um, um, basically a proprietary lid that goes over your skimmer. So you have an existing skimmer lid. You just remove that. You put my lid on, and my lid talks to the sensors in the pool. If it, sense, if it 
uh, senses that there's any electricity in the water, it sends an alarm and it actually interfaces with your home automation system um, as well, right? So if it finds that there's a problem, it um, creates, uh, you know, a buzzer. There's a buzzer, you know, creates a sound and it can communicate with your home automation system, can send you alerts to your app um, and, you know, basically works end to end. Gotcha. So what is the indicator of somebody's near the pool? Um, well, so not near the pool. So let's say someone is in the in the water or is entering the or, or is entering the pool, right? Um, if the water has been electrified, then these sensors will pick that up, and they will um, they will communicate with that special lid circuitry, and that's what an alarm so that you can hear that um, you shouldn't be entering the water or you should get out of the water or someone should. Um, help you get out of water out of the water and and that's actually really tricky because if the water is electrified you don't want to touch the person because then you become the ground so you right okay so so what you should so currently because um if someone's already in there right you need to have a plastic hook or some sort of a plastic pole because plastic doesn't transfer electricity right so you can pull them out but um, the first thing you should do is turn off all the power that you have going anywhere right because you you don't know if, if it's the power coming only from the pool control panel because you've got multiple panels on your property right you've got the main panel that's coming to your house you've got the pool uh, um, equipment panel um, you you've got wires that might be coming across your property from an adjacent property you don't know what's underground so the first thing you should do is turn off all the electricity and um, um, ideally you know you should know where everything is and turn it off but um, but if you do need to get someone out of the pool you want to use a plastic pole or um, a, a hook you know there's like a special hook you can reach and get people out right what's I mean that's it's a good idea. I'm sure most people don't have that at their house. Um, right. If they don't, they should. That's, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I have a plastic thinking, you know, I don't think I do. I should, I should get one. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. There, there's one that's sold. I, I forgot what it's called, uh, called but I'll, um, I'll send you a link for that. But, um, but ideally, you know, you want to have your electrical system checked and by a licensed electrician because some of the people who maintain pools they're they're technicians they're not super knowledgeable in what could cause these um situations and um so you should have an electrician periodically uh check your um electrical system throughout your property um that's you know step one and and then uh, in the absence of a device like this once this device is on the market then you know you should still make sure everything is safe but it'll give you um, an alert kind of like your carbon monoxide detector in your home, right? Like it just sits there and it's monitoring the air and usually it, it's not going off. But if there is some sort of a, a problem with the with the air and it's sensing, you know, it'll alarm and, you know, alarm you and you'll know you need to do something about it. So the concept for the uh, for waves is similar to how a carbon monoxide detector works in your home. Gotcha. And so it alerts a noise at the pool and then also you said it goes through like an app on your phone? Right, and it'll send you an alert on your phone or to your home automation system within your house. Right, and then uh, it's hardwired. In the, I'm guessing hardwired to the house. 
Um, so it can talk wirelessly with your home automation system or it can be hardwired, right? So in the case that you have an existing pool, you don't want to dig up your, your deck. You don't want to do like major construction. So in that case, it has to communicate wirelessly with your, you know, uh, wireless network. And um, if you're building a new pool and everything's already dug up, well, you can run um, uh, a wire from that special lid that I was mentioning to you that goes on your skimmer to your house and then it can interface through the wires to your home automation system. So either way, that's why the Waves um, system is meant to work with new newly built pools or um, if you have an existing pool because you don't want to dig everything up. Sure. So you have to have, obviously you need some kind of Wi-Fi connection for it to work, right? Right, exactly. So it ta it talks via Wi-Fi. Um, um, the pool skimmer cover and the sensors in the pool communicate wirelessly, and then the pool skimmer also communicates wirelessly with your home automation system or you know an app. Gotcha. And how is it powered? I'm sorry. How is it powered? How does it get to? Okay, so so you don't want to give it AC power, right? right. Otherwise, you're going to be introducing electricity in, into like the pool system right. so yeah, power all stop working. right exactly so so the way it works is um it has uh similar to how your smoke alarm works right usually smoke alarms nowadays have a 10-year lithium uh battery right and it's a low power battery it lasts a long time and um and now nowadays you don't even replace the battery right you just throw out the smoke alarm and you get a new one and then the next one lasts you 10 years. So so that's how um, the device will work, you know, with um, a long-lasting lithium-ion battery. Gotcha. I'm sure that this will be a replaceable battery. It won't be like a smoke alarm. It won't throw away the system, right? We'll replace the right. Well, so so um, the, the whole... <laughs> No, you won't throw away the whole system. So the, the way the whole system works, like I mentioned, the channel um, in the pool, it's modular, right? So everything snaps together. Um, and then uh, the, the skimmer lid, um, you can replace the skimmer lid and leave the whole channel in the pool as it is. And um, any of the battery pieces, again, because they're modular, you just unplug the one module and you replace it with the new battery module and everything else stays the same. So the idea is uh, for people to be able to install on their own, right? So for a homeowner to be able to do it themselves. But, um, but you know, some homeowners will want to have uh, a contractor um, do it for them, kind of like, you know, when you have your Nest device and you want to install it at home. Sometimes you want to do it, you want to give it a shot, and sometimes, you, you know, you'll hire someone else to do it. But it's meant to be... Um, affordable and very easy to install and and everything like I said snaps together so it'll conform to any size or shape of a pool um, because everything's modular and these sensors get positioned um, in certain areas and it's just plug-and-play gotcha and so you said it's patent pending now and it's obviously it's being developed I'm guessing right? yeah correct so currently it's being developed we're looking for funding uh, so if you know of anyone who wants to invest, uh, let me know. Uh, so and and it is patent pending. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to add is one thing that people don't realize is this is not only a problem in pools. This is also a problem um, around docks, marinas, um, and docks. So uh, there have been plenty of articles in the news. Uh, 
about people um, getting electrocuted when they, um, uh, you know, jump to swim off of a dock. And uh, again, people don't realize that there are conduits and there there's electrical wiring a lot of times near docks. So when you turn on a light near a dock, um, you can send electricity to travel in the water. And if you're jumping to swim off of a dock, there, there could be potential for electricity to travel into the water in that way too. So whenever you're around water, it's really important to pay attention to anything that is electrical, lighting, conduits, um, junction boxes, uh, any sort of equipment like pumps or um, of that sort. <laughs> Is there anything people can do before, you know, at a, at a place like a dock, obviously you're, unless I'm wrong, can your system be installed at a dock? Yes, yeah, so my patent is going to cover um, a dock. So basically my patent covers any sort of, um, you know, body of water, right? So it could be a pool, dock, a fountain. Um, in the case of like, uh, uh, you know, you can even get water coming into your basement, right? Let's say your basement gets flooded and you have uh, wiring um, in your basement. So any body of water, the patent covers um, that and uh, the device can be installed basically in any situation, fountain, um, pond, you know, that sort of thing. How, how does it work without the skimmer though? Um, so it, the skimmer really, um, in the case of a pool, you wanna have somewhere where you put um, the, the receiver, right? So we use the skimmer for that. But in the case when you don't have a skimmer, it, the receiver is just a little box that has circuitry. So you can put it anywhere and that little box communicates with the rest of the system that has the sensors. So the skimmer, the, the lid is just kind of a cover for the gotcha. for the circuitry. Yeah. Just for the yeah, exactly. Just so you can reuse your existing setup again. Um, so you, you're not changing anything about um, your pool and your deck. So you know, if folks, you know, before your system arrives and if people don't have it, is there some way that you test the water before they enter it? I mean, if they're worried about it? Yeah, so, so there is a way to test the water. And for that, I would say um, contact your licensed electrician. There are tools that they can use um, to test you know, how much voltage, uh, if any, is going in your water. Um, so it's not something a homeowner would have or would know how to set up, but if you contact your electrician, they'll know how to verify if there's any current near um, any of your lights or any equipment um, near your pool. And is there anything that you can do to prevent this? I mean, other than just maintaining your equipment or? Um, yeah, so the main thing is I'd say don't hire anyone who's not licensed and not knowledgeable about this to remodel anything around your pool. So even let's say you're doing your landscaping and uh, the landscaper is digging up your grass and they find a conduit or wire, make sure that you know where that wire is going, make sure uh, or that they know how to properly terminate it or where it needs to go. Make sure they need to make sure that everything um, is grounded correctly. So when you're hiring someone to do any sort of remodeling work, really make, you know, they need to understand how everything ties together so that they don't introduce a problem. Because like I was saying, you know, when you're building a new pool, everything's inspected and everything might be fine. And you might have a licensed pool builder 
Um, after that, you don't know if something has, has changed or something was cut or modified and that introduces the problem into the whole system. Is there any way to test the water if I'm a person, you know, I'm about to go into the pool or I'm about to jump off the dock, but I want to check to make sure that it's not, you know, uh, running with electricity. Is there any way to test the head Um, Not easily. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's nothing that you can... Um, yeah, no, no, not like that. What you need is you basically need a um, an ohm meter to to test, you know, the water, and you have to have, you know, two probes, and you walk around, and and that's what your electrician would do with your pool. In the case of a dock, same sort of thing, but um, but that's the issue, you know. This is an invisible danger, and you can't test it, test it, right? Or let's say you have a party at your house, you're not going to go to your pool and first test your pool before you, you have a party. You know, you're busy setting up for the party. So there needs to be a device that is permanent. You know, that's the whole point of, of waves. It's permanent and it's working 24-7 monitoring your water. It's not something you have to think about, you know, that you have to do before you enter the water. It's just there, just like your carbon monoxide detector at home. And, and I'm sure you're hoping this becomes part of, you know, the building code and the standard, I'm guessing? Yeah, exactly. Over time, I'd like for it to uh, be a required device, just like, you know, pool fencing is required, right? You know, um, an alarm on your door is required when you're building a pool. So um, ideally, I'd like for this to get through the NEC uh, code and, and for building inspectors to, um, to enforce it or building officials to enforce it. You know, I'm going through something similar. Um Um, so we don't have an exact timeline yet. It depends on the funding, which is why that's key. But um, uh, but in, in terms of uh, the architecture and uh, um, the team that's going to build it, everything's in place. So we just need the funding. I was going to say I'm kind of in a similar boat. The, um, I have a patent pending, or, or I have a company that has a patent pending. It's um, you know a lot of kids die in the back of cousins. Or right. When they leave, uh, thinking they're just going to be a few minutes, and they'll be right back, and they leave. brilliant I mean definitely you hear about this in the news all the time so having something that again is a sensor that is monitoring conditions all the time is paramount in my opinion you know again it's not something that you have to think about it's just gonna um, you know yeah. yeah yeah kind of the same idea so um, you're from the Ukraine right yeah so I was born in the Ukraine I, I came as a, uh, as, as a kid, <laughs> so um, most of my schooling has been here, 
Um, so, yeah. And what, what, how old were you when you came? I was seven. Wow. Yeah. So I went to elementary school, you know, uh, I started out in third grade um, and I uh, went to elementary school, middle school, high school, college here. So. Very cool. Yeah. And so tell me about Mo Wallet. Oh, okay, well, so um, Mo Wallet is my my other venture. I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't aware that you knew about it. So it's it's basically an app and um, and a merchant marketplace that allows um, uh, people to obtain um, deals on products and services that they're interested in. So it basically matches your um, interests with. Um, with what uh, a variety of uh, merchants offer, right? So, uh, so let's say uh, you're interested in in buying, um, you know, something for uh, for your house or your family, and you're looking for the best deal out there. There's a variety of vendors uh, that are offering that product, and uh, you subscribe to their feed, and it just comes right into um, your app feed. So you're you're never going to multiple websites everything comes into one feed and um and you can save products that you're interested in shop right from uh from your app oh cool is that yeah now? it is available now actually you can download it you can download it um from the app store um it's available on the iphone and if you're a business owner you can go on momowallet.com and you can register your business um as a business owner and now and you know create campaigns so it's super easy um, to do. And the other thing that it does, um, I don't know if you if you run into this, but you subscribe to um, a bunch of emails and offers that you're interested in, right? Like let's say you want to shop at The Gap or Restoration Hardware or somewhere. So you give them your email address. Well, then what happens? They start sending you a bunch of offers in your email. And even though you're interested, you're... Um, I'm, about to add, I'm not that interested. Right. Well, I mean, but even though you're interested, you know, it's coming into your email right. and you've got like so many other things coming into your email. You might not want it there. So what do you do? You delete it. Right. And then like when you're actually when you actually need it, you're like, oh, where was that thing? I actually wanted it. So what Mobile Wallet does, one of the cool things about it, I think, is it can take all those offers and it can um, redirect it right into the app instead of you getting everything into your email and it cluttering your email all those offers will come in into your deal speed and uh, and it's all in one place and then when you actually need it you can search for it and it's right there but you're not cluttering your email with a bunch of different um, offers that at the time you might not want you know so <laughs> yeah so check it out i will in fact i'll probably uh sign up on the business end because that yeah, exactly. So if you sign up as a business, we actually currently, I have several um, uh, folks helping me with the marketing side of things. So if you sign your business up, what we do is we promote your business to our community of users and we let them know that you're uh, one of the mer merchants on Momo Wallet and what your campaign is. And, it, and a campaign could be anything. You could offer um, product services. It could be um, a seminar, you know, um, it's really anything that you want to promote about your business, and, and we help you um, promote it to our, you know, uh, users and through our social uh, media channels. That's really cool. Yeah, so we have Lifesaver, obviously, which uh -huh. and um, launching in a month or so is ChildSafetyStore.com. Okay. We offer, you know, in-home child safety products. 
Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. We're sorry. Yeah, we're targeting with mobile wallet. Um, we're targeting moms primarily. I mean, anyone can use it. Could be, <laughs> could be anyone. But um, but mobile wallet stands for mobile money wallet, or more money in your wallet, or the mom wallet. So it's, again, it's a play on words. Um, and uh, and it's again, it's just meant to help uh, folks find products and services that they're interested in. I, I like your uh, commitment to plays on words, by the way. Oh, so you see the pattern there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> No, you know what? I the construction company is kind of a boring, boring name. It's just like my my last name, you know, Farood Design and Construction. Gotcha. So, yeah, and it, it's actually it's actually my husband's last name. So everyone always asks me, "Oh, is it your husband's construction company?" It's like, no, no, it's it's mine. It's just his last name. <laughs> You're like, no, he cleans houses. <laughs> no, no, he, no. He works. He works for Netflix. He he works for Netflix. So. <laughs> Um, you missed an opportunity. You could have come up with something for the construction company. I know, I know. Um, my mom was always into starting companies with Clint Edwards. Um, she wanted to start a, uh, a lawn care company called Lawn Enforcement. Oh, I like that. Right? I like that. Yeah. She, she wanted to start a bakery called I Need Dough. That is so good. Okay, I need to hire your mom to help me with, with my construction uh, business name. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty good. So, yeah, she always wanted to, to come up with cool company names. But, uh, awesome. Is there anything else that you're doing that we should talk about? We've got the mobile wallet, we've got Waves, we've got Farood, uh, Design. Yeah. That, that keeps me pretty busy, let me tell you. Yeah, that, that's it. That keeps me really busy. <laughs> and we're not sure when Waves is going to hit the market. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on it. Um, again, um, it depends on funding because it is expensive to build a hardware device and to, um, you know, to market it and, and to market. And as you know, like to get it into um, stores like Home Depot, um, it, it, you know, and, and also you have to go through a, a bunch of testing like UL testing, right? So all that is really expensive. It's time consuming and, and you need to have um, lots of connections. So. If, if you know of anyone who wants to uh, help me <laughs> get the word out, you know, build awareness and, and also um, finance it, I greatly appreciate it. So, um, so let me know. Yeah. You know uh, someone, and if someone wanted to contact you, if someone was a billionaire who really was scared of also, um, yeah, they can contact me through my website or Facebook page. So my website is waterhawktechnologies.com, and you get um, you get the play on words there, like waterhawk, like a hawk is watching I get it. the water. Okay. Awesome. By the way, I went to waterhawktech.com, which is in your email, and it doesn't work. Yeah, so you know what? Um, I actually own both domains. Um, but the linking to the other uh, domain um, is messed up right now, so I've got to I've got to fix that. But but if you go to Waterhawk Technologies um, IES dot com, um, you'll have information about Waves. You'll have um, um, uh, some resources. I'm still building the website, so there's still more that I need to put in there. But um, but the basics are there. And if you want um, uh, links to various articles, you can go to my Facebook page. Um, 
Uh, again, I just set that up recently, but you can go to uh, Waterhawk Technologies, just search on Facebook and, and you'll find um, a variety of um, links that I've put in there about news articles um, and, uh, you know, on the topic and let me know what you think and let me know if you have any comments and feedback. I'm certainly open to everything. So you didn't name the company Waves, so are you thinking about developing other water safety devices? Yes. Oh, you're so you're so perceptive. Yes. <laughs> so um, so the reason the company is called uh, Waterhawk Technologies is because you can monitor a, uh, monitor a variety of things um, about water. Right. So waves is monitoring electricity. Um, but eventually you can also monitor the quality of water because, you know, in pools, kids have accidents and um, and, you know, you, you might want to monitor the um the cleanliness of water, temperature, um, so that your pool equipment works more efficiently. You can integrate it with all the, the pool equipment um, and send alerts back to um, to the filters and um, and uh, uh, temperature sensors and so forth. So, uh, so eventually, the company can build other water sensing technology. There is another device called Poolhawk. Are you familiar with that? No, I, I'm not. Poolhawk is a camera system. Um, I think right now it's mostly in commercial pools like YMCA's. Uh -huh. And it's got a camera, I think it's at the bottom of the pool. And essentially it monitors for drowning. So if huh. it, it independently identifies and if someone starts doing the things that they do to start drowning, um, it alerts the lifeguard on an app on their device. And it takes a screenshot of where they are drowning, and we call that a one. And send the wow, it's a cool system. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, neat! I'll check them out. I haven't heard about it. Yeah, the name reminded me. What you're doing reminds me. I should hope to put my friends over at. Have you heard of Sea Float? No. Sea Float is like a ball, and it floats in the pool, and it tells there's an app it connects to. Mm -hmm. It lets you know your chlorine level and water temperature. Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's different like stuff you can do with it. It also has a uh, like a water safety alarm. You can set it so that if there's something in the water, mm -hmm. it'll go off like someone entering the water. Right. Uh, and they're still developing it, but eventually they want to have it so like games with it, so you can do like a internet ball mode where eventually. You can get to the ball. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah. Stuff, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Put me in touch with them. I'd love to chat with them. Yeah, my good friend Francis Spruit is doing that. He's a cool guy. So. Uh huh. And what's his background? Also in, in embedded or? Uh, it's actually yeah, it kind of uh, came from outside the U.S. I uh, I have a theory that um, immigrants make better entrepreneurs. I think that's true. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Came from Belarus, and he says that all the time that you have an advantage if you're an immigrant. Yeah, immigrants are hungry. You know. Figuratively and literally hungry. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank. Thanks so much. I'm really glad that we actually got it. I was scared. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Eric. And yeah, again, sorry about the glitch. Not sure, you know. 
Yeah, actually, this laptop is older than the other one, so I'm not sure <laughs> why this one worked better. Yeah. It works, though. And um, anything else you want to let people know about uh, water attribution safety or about you or about the company? Um, well, I think I covered, you know, everything. But if anyone has any questions, um, you know, have them reach out to me. And, and also, um, I have a, a survey that I've been doing just to understand people's knowledge and awareness about the problem and um, that survey link is on my website if people want to take it that would help me out just to get uh, their thoughts and um, and if they want to leave me their contact info I can follow up with them and, and chat a bit further but that's all on my website so if people want to check it out that would help me out you know what you can do when we're done uh, leave a link to the, uh, the website and the survey in the comments and they can find it there okay okay I'll do that perfect yeah Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to have connected with you. You too. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Goodbye, folks. I'm going to end this now. All right. You guys have a great day. We have awesome. Overcome. We've overcome difficulties. All right. Thankfully, uh, besides Stephanie and uh, a couple others, we loyal people vast majority of folks who watch the watch this after the package so uh we're, we're in good shape for the uh the other 19,997 people who watch this <laughs> yeah sorry about the glitch there that's all right um so to start just to recap over real quick um you had a really cool career in uh silicon valley doing software engineering both on the software and the hardware side being an embedded developer right yes that's correct and and then you got it. We we're talking about you got into building luxury homes, which seems um, to me to be a really strange switch. But I, I feel like it's natural for you. Um, I I'm addicted. I was at one point. I had a girlfriend who was addicted to HGTV. And she oh, okay. Thought she, she thought she was going to build homes. But, um, I talked her out of it. Yeah. Well, don't believe everything you see on HGTV. No, of course not. <laughs> That's what I told her too. She's like, no, I can do this. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Maybe you can, but not like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, you know, it's tough. It's stressful. Um, like I was saying, uh, it's really challenging. There, There's always a problem to solve. But in that regard, it's very similar to engineering okay. because, um, you know, you're given a problem that you haven't solved previously and you've got to make it happen. So um, that's what I do. <laughs> very cool. And so you're still actively doing that, right? Um, yeah, so now I'm a full-time building contractor, and I build homes, and um, they're, they're large homes that, like I mentioned, they all have pools, pretty much, and, um, and complicated uh, equipment and networking and so forth, and that's my background, so, uh, so it's kind of cool to use, you know, my background in networking when I'm building homes uh, that have the same equipment. <laughs> Right, exactly. So, like, uh, you know, homes nowadays have home automation systems um, that control your lighting. Uh, everything's wired, right? Everything's programmed. So you can, with a press of a button, you can control the mood lighting in a certain room or turn all your lights off for the whole house or the whole property. Um, I, I every, my 
Yeah. What what kind of uh, home automation system do you have? I'm using Control 4. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so we use Control 4 primarily as well as Homeworks. I don't know if you've heard about the other one. Yeah. Uh, there's also Crestron. So there's like several uh, popular ones on the market. Yeah, Crestron is the big one. Um, I use Control 4 because I didn't have as much space. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I wanted it to work with my uh, Amazon Echo. So. Okay. Uh, it works a little okay. I've had it for a long, long time, way before uh, Echo came out. Yeah, yeah. Con control 4 is uh, one of the easier ones to set up and pretty comprehensive. So I, I'd vote for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've used it, like I said, I think five, six years now, and it's been solid. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, so tell me this electrocution story. What happened? Yeah, so, you know, um, I just happened to come across an article about a man who um, got electrocuted when he was vacationing in Palm Springs. And and it just so happened to be that he was someone who lived in our town. Um, yeah, and so, and it was by chance that I came across this article. So I started reading about it and I was thinking, well, how could that have happened, right? So he was vacationing with his family. They had a pool party. He saw that his daughter was struggling um, on one side of the pool and he had like other guests that were on the other side of the pool that seemed to be okay, but they were slightly like turning blue, like their skin color was changing, but the daughter was, um, was struggling. So he jumped in to save her. And what happened is um, he did save her. She, um, she ended up having some major um, injuries, but he died. Um, and so what they realized is there was a problem with a light in the pool and current was flowing in the water and he got electrocuted. And so when I read that article, I was thinking, okay, as a building contractor, I build pools. How could this have happened, right? And, uh, you know, when you build a new pool, um, the building inspector inspects it. You have to comply to all sorts of electrical codes. So something like that should never happen. If you have an existing pool, it's being maintained by um, licensed people, you know, people who are technical, knowledgeable. They should find all sorts of problems when they're doing your, you know, monthly maintenance or what, what, whatever you have set up, right? So why is it that no one found that? Um, so when I started looking into it, there are all sorts of reasons why something like that could happen. It is rare. But um, but there are a variety of reasons, right? So um, your pool is equipped with a variety of electrical equipment. You've got pumps, you've got uh, filters, you've got uh, a variety of um, uh, junction boxes. Uh, and uh, what should happen is your electrical panel that controls all the pool equipment has a breaker, right, and a GFCI. And that should trip. If there's a problem in the circuitry, that should trip. Um, and in most cases, that's what happens. But as I started researching, um, there are many areas where um, either breakers fail or underground, you could have wires that are not properly terminated or wires are corroded or junction boxes. And um, especially when people remodel their homes, um, you know, there there's a variety of things that can go wrong. Someone can cut a wire, someone doesn't properly bond the equipment or ground the equipment. So um, so what people don't realize is this is a silent danger that could come from a variety of sources. And um, 
and it's invisible. So how do you know whether or not it has happened, let's say, even after your pool has been safe for some period of time? Gotcha. So what was the solution you came up with? Okay, so the solution I came up with um, is a device. It's called Waves, and uh, you know, it stands for like wave, wave for help and ES for electric shock. So it's a play on words. Um, so, so what it is, is um, it's a, um, it's basically a channel that runs around your pool. It's very discreet. It sits right underneath your pool coping. And um, it has uh, certain sensors that are patent pending that are constantly monitoring the water to see if any electricity has entered the water. And those sensors communicate with um, um, basically a proprietary lid that goes over your skimmer. So you have an existing skimmer lid, you just remove that, you put my lid on, and my lid talks to the sensors in the pool. If it, sens if it uh, senses that there's any electricity in the water, it sends an alarm, and it actually interfaces with your home automation system um, as well, right? So if it finds that there's a problem, it, um, creates uh, you know, a buzzer, there's a buzzer, you know, creates a sound and it can communicate with your home automation system, can send you alerts to your app, um, and you know, it basically works end to end. Gotcha, so what is the indicator if somebody's near the pool? Um, well, so not near the pool, so let's say someone is in the, in the water or is, entering the, or, or is entering the pool, right? Um, if the water has been electrified, then these sensors will pick that up and they will um, they will communicate with that special lid circuitry. And that's what an alarm so that you can hear that um, you shouldn't be entering the water or you should get out of the water. or Someone should um, help you get out of water, out of the water. And and that's actually really tricky because if the water is electrified, you don't want to touch the person because then you become the ground. Okay, so you okay. so right. How, how do you Okay, so so what you should so currently because um, if someone's already in there, right? You need to have a plastic hook or some sort of a plastic pull because plastic doesn't transfer electricity, right? So you can pull them out. But um, the first thing you should do is turn off all the power that you have going anywhere, right? Because you you don't know if if it's the power coming only from the pool control panel because you've got multiple panels on your property, right? You've got the main panel that's coming to your house. You've got the pool uh, um, equipment panel. Um, you, you've got wires that might be coming across your property from an adjacent property. You don't know what's underground. So the first thing you should do is turn off all the electricity. And um, um, ideally, you know, you should know where everything is and turn it off. But, um, but if you do need to get someone out of the pool, you want to use a plastic pole or um, a, a hook. You know, there's like a special hook you can reach and get people out. Right. Which, I mean, that's it's a good idea. I'm sure most people don't have that at their house. Um, right. If they don't, they should. That's, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I have a plastic. Thinking, you know, I don't think I do. I should, I should get one. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. There, there's one that's sold. I, I forgot what it's called, uh, called but I'll, um, I'll send you a link for that. But, um, but ideally, you know, you want to have your electrical system checked and by a licensed electrician because some of the people who maintain pools they're they're technicians they're not super knowledgeable in what could cause these um, situations and um, so you should have an electrician periodically uh, check your 
um, electrical system throughout your property. Um, that's you know step one, and and then uh, in the absence of a device like this, once this device is on the market, then you know you should still make sure everything is safe. But it'll give you um, an alert, kind of like your carbon monoxide detector in your home, right? Like it just sits there and it's monitoring the air, and usually it, it's not going off. But if there is some sort of a a problem with the with the air and it's sensing, you know, it'll alarm and you know, alarm you and you'll know you need to do something about it. So the concept for the uh, for waves is similar to how a carbon monoxide detector works in your home. Gotcha. And so it alerts a noise at the pool and then also you said it goes to like an app on your phone? Right. And it will send you an alert on your phone or to your home automation system within your house. Right. And then uh, it's hardwired, in the, I'm guessing hardwired to the house? Um, so it can talk wirelessly with your home automation system, or it can be hardwired, right? So in the case that you have an existing pool, you don't want to dig up your, your deck. You don't want to do like major construction. So in that case, it has to communicate wirelessly with your, you know, uh, wireless network. And um, if you're building a new pool and everything's already dug up, well, you can run um, um, a wire from that special lid that I was mentioning to you that goes on your skimmer to your house and then it can interface through the wires to your home automation system. So either way, that's why the Waves um, system is meant to work with new, newly built pools or um, if you have an existing pool because you don't want to dig everything up. Sure. So you have to have, obviously you need some kind of Wi-Fi connection for it to work, right? Right. Exactly. So it taught it talks via Wi-Fi, um, um, the pool skimmer cover and the sensors in the pool communicate wirelessly. And then the pool skimmer also communicates wirelessly with your home automation system or, you know, an app. Gotcha. And how is it powered? I'm sorry? How is it powered? How does it get to? Okay. So, so you don't want to give it AC power, right? right. Otherwise you're going to be introducing electricity in, into like the pool system. Right. So, right, exactly. So, so the way it works is um, it has uh, similar to how your smoke alarm works, right? Usually smoke alarms nowadays have a 10 year lithium uh, battery, right? And it's a low power battery. It lasts a long time. And, um, and now, nowadays you don't even replace the battery, right? You just throw out the smoke alarm and you get a new one and then the next one lasts you 10 years. So, so that's how um, the device will work, you know, with um, a long lasting lithium ion battery. Gotcha. I'm sure that this will be a replaceable battery. It won't be like a smoke alarm. We'll throw away the system, right? We'll replace it. Right. Well, so, so um, the, the whole, <laughs> no, you won't throw away the whole system. Yeah. So the, the way the whole system works, like I mentioned, the channel um, in the pool, it's modular, right? So everything snaps together. Um, and then uh, the, the skimmer lid, um, you can replace the skimmer lid and leave the whole channel in the pool as it is. And um, any of the battery pieces, again, because they're modular, you just unplug the one module and you replace it with the new battery module and everything else stays the same. Gotcha. All right. And then will this be installed by homeowners, by electrician? So the idea is uh, for people to be able to install on their own, right? So for a homeowner to be able to do it themselves. But, um, but you know, some homeowners will want to have uh, a contractor um, 
do it for them. Kind of like, you know, when you have your Nest device and you want to install it at home. Sometimes you want to do it, you want to give it a shot, and sometimes, you, you know, you'll hire someone else to do it. But it's meant to be um, affordable and very easy to install. And, and everything, like I said, snaps together. So it'll conform to any size or shape of a pool um, because everything's modular and these sensors get positioned um, in certain areas and it's just plug and play. Gotcha. And so you said it's patent pending now and it's obviously is being developed, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, correct. So currently it's being developed. We're looking for funding. Uh, so if you know of anyone who wants to invest, uh, let me know. Uh, so and, and it is patent pending. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to add is one thing that people don't realize is this is not only a problem in pools. This is also a problem um, around docks, marinas, um, and docks. So uh, there have been plenty of articles in the news um, about people um, getting electrocuted when they, um, uh, you know, jump to swim off of a dock. And uh, again, people don't realize that there are conduits and there there's electrical wiring a lot of times near docks. So when you turn on a light near a dock, um, you can send electricity to travel in the water. And if you're jumping to swim off of a dock, there, there could be potential for electricity to travel into the water in that way too. So whenever you're around water, it's really important to pay attention to anything that is electrical, lighting, conduits, um, junction boxes, uh, any sort of equipment like pumps or um, of that sort. Is there anything people can do before, you know, at a, at a place like a dock, obviously you're, unless I'm wrong, can your system be installed at a dock? Yes, yeah, so my patent is going to cover um, a dock. So basically my patent covers any sort of, um, you know, body of water, right? So it could be a pool, dock, a fountain. Um, in the case of like, uh, uh, you know, you can even get water coming into your basement, right? Let's say your basement gets flooded and you have uh, wiring um, in your basement. So any body of water, the patent covers um, that and uh, the device can be installed basically in any situation, fountain, um, pond, you know, that sort of thing. How, how does it work without the skimmer though? Um, so it, the skimmer really, um, in the case of a pool, you wanna have somewhere where you put um, the, the receiver, right? So we use the skimmer for that. But in the case when you don't have a skimmer, it, the receiver is just a little box that has circuitry, so you can put it anywhere. And that little box communicates with the rest of the system that has the sensors. So the skimmer, the, the lid is just kind of a cover for the gotcha. for the circuitry. Yeah. Just for the aesthetics of it. Yeah, exactly. Just so you can reuse your existing setup again, um, so you, you're not changing anything about um, your pool and your deck. So, you know, if folks, you know, before your system arrives and yeah so so there is a way to test the water and for that I would say um, contact your licensed electrician there are tools that they can use um, to test you know how much voltage uh, if any is going in your water um, so it's not something a homeowner would have or would know how to set up but if you contact your electrician they'll know how to verify if there's any current near um, any of your lights or any equipment um, near your pool. And is there anything that you can do 
this? I mean, other than just maintaining your equipment or? Um, yes. Yeah, so the main thing is I'd say don't hire anyone who's not licensed and not knowledgeable about this to remodel anything around your pool. So even let's say you're doing your landscaping and uh, the landscaper is digging up your grass and they find a conduit or wire, make sure that you know where that wire is going, make sure uh, or that they know how to properly terminate it or where it needs to go. Make sure they need to make sure that everything um, is grounded correctly. So when you're hiring someone to do any sort of remodeling work, really make, you know, they need to understand how everything ties together so that they don't introduce a problem. Because like I was saying, you know, when you're building a new pool, everything's inspected and everything might be fine. And you might have a licensed pool builder. Um, after that, you don't know if something has, has changed or something was cut or modified and that introduces the problem into the whole system. Is there any way to test the water if I'm a person, you know, I'm about to go into the pool or I'm about to jump off dock, but I want to check to make sure that it's not, you know, running with electricity. Is there any way to test it ahead of time? Um, not easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing that you can... Um, yeah, no, no, not like that. What you need is you basically need a um, an ohm meter to to test, you know, the water, and you have to have, you know, two probes, and you walk around, and and that's what your electrician would do with your pool. In the case of a dock, same sort of thing, but um, but that's the issue, you know, this is an invisible danger, and you can't test it, test it, right? Or let's say you have a party at your house, you're not going to go to your pool and first test your pool before you, you have a party. You know, you're busy setting up for the party. So there needs to be a device that is permanent. You know, that's the whole point of, of waves. It's permanent and it's working 24 seven monitoring your water. It's not something you have to think about, you know, that you have to do before you enter the water. It's just there, just like your carbon monoxide detector at home. And, and I'm sure you're hoping this becomes part of, you know, the building code and the standard, I'm guessing? Yeah, exactly. Over time, I'd like for it to uh, be a required device, just like, you know, pool fencing is required, right? You know, um, an alarm on your door is required when you're building a pool. So um, ideally, I'd like for this to get through the NEC uh, code and, and for building inspectors to, um, to enforce it or building officials to enforce it. Um, so we don't have an exact timeline yet. It depends on the funding, which is why that's key. But um, uh, but in, in terms of uh, the architecture and uh, um, the team that's going to build it, everything's in place. So we just need the funding. I was going to say I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat. The, um, I, have, I have a patent pending, or, or I have a company that has a patent pending. It's um, you know a lot of kids die in the back of cousins. You know, mm -hmm. Right. When they leave, uh, thinking they're just going to be a few minutes, and they'll be right back, and they leave. You know, and that uh, happens, you know, more regularly than I think you realize. So uh, we have this patent pending for a device that it's a key fob, and it connects to the car seat, and mm -hmm. then it to the car, and if the temperature gets too hot around the car seat. Um, it rolls the window 
Because that's off the car line. Oh, that's cool. It throws a baby in the car seat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat you're in. We're, you know, patent pending and uh, we're planning, not planning to sell it, but a car company or a Yeah. No, that that's brilliant. I mean, definitely you hear about this in the news all the time. So having something that, again, is a sensor that is monitoring conditions all the time is paramount in my opinion. You know, again, it's not something that you have to think about. It's just going to, um, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of the same idea. So um, you're from the Ukraine, right? Yeah, so I was born in the Ukraine. I, I came as a uh, as, as a kid, <laughs> so um, most of my schooling has been here. Um, so yeah. And what, what hell were you when you came? I was seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I went to elementary school. You know, uh, I started out in third grade, um, and I uh, went to elementary school, middle school, high school, college here. So. Very cool. Yeah. And, and so, tell me about Wallet. Oh, okay, well, so um, Moho Wallet is my my other venture. I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't aware that you knew about it. So it's it's basically an app and um, and a merchant marketplace that allows um, uh, people to obtain um, deals on products and services that they're interested in. So it basically matches your um, interests with um, with what uh, a variety of uh, merchants offer, right? So uh, so let's say uh, you're interested in, in buying, um, you know, something for uh, for your house or your family, and you're looking for the best deal out there. There's a variety of vendors uh, that are offering that product, and uh, you subscribe to their feed, and it just comes right into um, your app feed. So you're you're never going to multiple websites. Everything comes into one feed, and um, and you can save products that you're interested in and shop right from uh, from your app. Oh, cool! Is that available? Yeah, now? it is available now. Actually, you can download it. <laughs> you can download it um, from the App Store. Um, it's available on the iPhone. And if you're a business owner, you can go on MomoWallet.com and you can register your business um, as a business owner and now and you know create campaigns. So it's super easy um, to do. And the other thing that it does. Um, I don't know if you if you run into this, but you subscribe to um, a bunch of emails and offers that you're interested in, right? Like, let's say you want to shop at the Gap or Restoration Hardware or somewhere. So you give them your email address. Well, then what happens? They start sending you a bunch of offers in your email, and even though you're interested, you're. Um, I'm, not that, I'm not that interested. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, but even though you're interested, you know, it's coming into your email. And you've got like so many other things coming into your email, you might not want it there. So what do you do? You delete it, right? And then like when you're actually when you actually need it, you're like, oh, where was that thing? I actually wanted it. So what Mobile Wallet does, one of the cool things about it, I think, is it can take all those offers and it can um, redirect it right into the app instead of you getting everything into your email and it cluttering your email. All those offers will come in into your deal feed. And, uh, and it's all in one place. And then when you actually need it, you can search for it and it's right there. But you're not cluttering your email with a bunch of different um, offers that at the time you might not want, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so check it out. I will. In fact, I'll probably uh, sign up on the business end because that's 
so that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So if you sign up as a business, we actually currently, I have several um, uh, folks helping me with the marketing side of things. So if you sign your business up, what we do is we promote your business to our community of users and we let them know that you're uh, one of the mer merchants on Momo Wallet and what your campaign is. And, it, and a campaign could be anything. You could offer um, product services. It could be um, a seminar, you know, um, it's really anything that you want to promote about your business and, and we help you um, promote it to our, you know, uh, users and through our social uh, media channels. That's really cool. Yeah, so we have Lifesaver, obviously, which uh -huh. and um, launching in a month or so is ChildSafetyStore.com. Okay. We offer, you know, in-home child safety products. So I think both of those might work for you. Oh yeah, that's that's great. For sure. Yeah, we're targeting with Momo Wallet, um, we're targeting moms primarily. I mean anyone can use it. Could be <laughs> could be anyone. But um but Momo Wallet stands for mobile money wallet or more money in your wallet or the mom wallet. So it's, again, it's a play on words. Um and uh, and it's again it's just meant to help uh, folks find products and services that they're interested in. I, I like your uh, commitment to plays on words, by the way. Oh, so you see the pattern there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, well, it, it, does it follow to the construction company too, by the way? No, you know what? I the construction company is kind of a boring, boring name. It's just like my my last name, you know, Farood Design and Construction. Gotcha. So, yeah, and it, it's actually it's actually my husband's last name. So everyone always asks me, "Oh, is it your husband's construction company?" It's like, no, no, it's it's mine. It's just his last name. <laughs> You're like, no, he cleans houses. Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, no, he, no. He works. He works for Netflix. He he works for Netflix. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, you missed an opportunity. You could have come up with something for the construction company. I know. I know. Um, it, my mom was always into starting companies with plain words. Um, she wanted to start a uh, a lawn care company called Law Enforcement. Oh, I like that. Right? I like that. Yeah. She, she wanted to start a bakery called I Need Dough. That is so good. Okay, I need to hire your mom to help me with with my construction uh, business name. Yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty good. So yeah, she always wanted to, to come up with cool company names. But uh, awesome. Is there anything else that you're doing that we should talk about? We've got the mobile wallet. We've got Waves. We've got Farood. Uh, yep. That that keeps me pretty busy. Let me tell you. Yeah, that that's it. That keeps me really busy. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on it. Um, again, um, it depends on funding because it is expensive to build a hardware device and to, um, you know, to market it and, and to market. And as you know, like to get it into um, stores like Home Depot, um, it, it, you know, and, and also you have to go through a, a bunch of testing like UL testing, right? So all that is really expensive. It's time consuming and, and you need to have um, lots of connections. So if if you know of anyone who wants to uh, help me <laughs> get the word out, you know, build awareness and and also um, finance it, I greatly appreciate it. So, um, so let me know. Yeah. You know uh, someone, and if someone wanted to contact you, if someone was a millionaire who really was scared of and wanted to fund 
Also, um, yeah, they can contact me through my website or Facebook page. So my website is waterhawktechnologies.com and you get um, you get the play on words there, like water hawk, like a hawk is watching the water. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I went to waterhawktech.com, which is in your email, and it doesn't work. Yeah, so you know what? Um, I actually own both domains, gotcha. um, but the linking to the other uh, domain um, is yeah. messed up right now, so yeah. I've got to I've got to fix that. But but if you go to waterhawktechnologies.ies.com, um, um, you'll have information about waves. You'll have um, um, uh, some resources. I'm still building the website, so there's still more that I need to put in there. But um, but the basics are there. And if you want um, uh, links to various articles, you can go to my Facebook page. Um, uh, again, I just set that up recently, but you can go to uh, Waterhawk Technologies. Just search on Facebook, and, and you'll find um, a variety of um, links that I've put in there about news articles um, and uh, you know on the topic and let me know what you think and let me know if you have any comments and feedback. I'm certainly open to everything. So you didn't name the company Waves. So are you thinking about developing other water safety devices? Yes. Oh, you're so, you're so perceptive. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so the reason the company is called uh, Waterhawk Technologies is because you can monitor a, uh, monitor a variety of things um, about water, right? So Waves is monitoring electricity. Um, but eventually you can also monitor the quality of water because, you know, in pools, kids have accidents and, um, and you know, you, you might want to monitor the, um, the cleanliness of water, temperature, um, so that your pool equipment works more efficiently. You can integrate it with all the, the pool equipment um, and send alerts back to, um, to the filters and um, and uh, uh, temperature sensors and so forth. So, uh, so eventually the company can build other water sensing technology. There's another device called Poolhawk. Are you familiar with that? No, I, I'm not. Poolhawk is a camera system. Um, I think right now it's mostly in commercial pools like YMCA's. Uh huh. And it's got a camera. I think it's the bottom of the pool. And mm -hmm. essentially, it monitors for drowning. So if huh. it, it independently identifies and if someone starts doing the things that they do to start drowning, um, it alerts the lifeguard on an app on their device and it takes a screenshot of where they are drowning and immediately call 901 and send the phone. Wow. It's a cool system. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, neat. I'll check them out. I haven't heard about it. Yeah, the name reminded me. Um, <laughs> No. Sea float is like a ball and it floats in the pool and it tells there's an app it connects to. Mm -hmm. and it lets you know your chlorine level and water temperature. Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's different like stuff you can do with it. It also has a uh, like a water safety alarm. You can set it so that if there's a in the water, mm -hmm. it'll go off like someone entering the water. Right. Um, and they're still developing it, but eventually they want to have it so like games with it so you can do like a, a mode for an oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Put me in touch with them. I'd love to chat with them. Yeah, my good friend Francis Spruitt is doing that. He's a cool guy. So. Uh huh. 
And what's his background also in, in Embedded or? Uh, it's actually, yeah, it kind of, kind of, kind of all four. Uh, came from outside the U.S. I, uh, I have a theory that um, immigrants make better entrepreneurs. I think that's true. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it over and over again. Yeah. So, uh, I have a lot of people in the back. But, yeah. I've yeah. been a fan of um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who yep. came from uh, Belarus, and he says that all the time, that uh, you have an advantage if you're an immigrant. Yeah, Im immigrants are hungry, you yeah. know? <laughs> Figuratively and, and literally hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, I'm, I'm thanks so that, much. I'm, I'm really glad that we actually got it. I was scared. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Eric. And yeah, again, sorry about the glitch. Not sure, you know. Yeah, actually, this laptop is older than the other one, so I'm not sure <laughs> why this one worked better. Yeah. It works though. And um, anything else you want to let people know about uh, water electrification safety, or about you, or about the company? Um, well, I think I covered you know everything. But if anyone has any questions, um, you know, have them reach out to me. And and also, um, I have a, a survey that I've been doing just to understand people's knowledge and awareness about the problem and um, that survey link is on my website if people want to take it that would help me out just to get uh, their thoughts and um, and if they want to leave me their contact info I can follow up with them and, and chat a bit further but that's all on my website so if people want to check it out that would help me out you know what you can do when we're done uh, leave a link to the, uh, the website and the survey in the comments and they can find it there okay okay I'll do that perfect yeah uh, Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to have connected with you. You too. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.